up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to Josue. As I say, if you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. Today's episode is a very special episode because we have Miss Kelly Blanco from NBC in the house. Thank you so much. What is that? What is that voice? That's my best impersonation <laughs> of being an anchor. I like it. Okay. <laughs> How do you do that voice? How do you... There has to be a technique in school or something that they, they tell you, like, do this with your throat or I don't know. I don't know. I've always thought that I had a squeaky voice and then I turn it on and, you know, it sounds a little different. But I really talk like this. <laughs> it's like two people, two different people. It's two different people. That's <laughs> insane. Really yeah. They don't teach you that, like, score or some shit you like know, that? Yeah, they teach you kind of how to breathe and, you know. Enunciate. But, yeah, but who's listening to that? You know? I guess nobody, right? <laughs> So talk, talk, give me a little background on Kelly Blanco, Miami raised, born, what's no, up? No, I was what's born in deal? Columbia, okay. and I came when I was nine months. My parents came on a religious visa, believe it or not. Uh, my dad wanted to be a pastor, so he left, you know, his whole life behind to come here to America and kind of, you know, give his kids a better life and a chance at that American dream, right? And then became a pastor, and basically I've never left Miami, which is crazy. This is home. I know. I hate the cold. I break out in hives, so I'm good. Same. I'm good in this sunny place full of shady people. How'd you get into the biz? Uh, how did I get into the biz? Well, believe it or not, uh, I started doing things when I was 17, I was hosting like a syndicated music show and that was fun. And I was interviewing like Plain White Tees, Panic at the Disco, oh. all these bands before they really like kind of took off, which was really cool. And then from there, uh, it was just kind of like being at the right place at the right time and having the quick mouth that I like to think I have. <laughs> and, you know, a producer asked me if I spoke Spanish. I said, yes, I went to go interview. And he's like, you don't speak Spanish. And I was like, <laughs> I was, but that's when Spanglish was really in. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be interviewing these celebrities in English because they don't speak Spanish. So I'm pretty sure that I can figure out how to, you know, do an in and an out in Spanish and then the interview in English. So I did a Spanglish uh, clip. And then like a week later, I was with a group of nine doing the Oscars, lying to my parents, saying that I was like in school when I was like in California Yo, with a wild. whole group of nine uh, editors and makeup artists and all that stuff. And then from there, I just kept doing freelance. Um, and then NBC reached out to me on Instagram. Isn't that insane? They were like, who's your agent? And what is your contract? And I was like, what is an agent? And I mean, I'm <laughs> mean. sure my mom has some <laughs> kind of contract on me. I don't know. Uh, and so, you know, I had the experience since I was 17, 18 years old of doing interviews, I always just knew I wanted to kind of tell stories, just not bad stories, just tell like fun mm -hmm. uh, stories. And um, I went in, I interviewed, obviously I was green for the news business, but not green when it came to, you know, what does interviewing. Green, green, mean? green is like, uh, like a, a green would be kind of like a rookie. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. so like I didn't have like the background of, you know, anchoring or reporting in like a small market and then trying to come back home, which all my friends, most of my friends did. They went to like Little Rock, Arkansas and got paid like $15,000 a year to go report on like cow poop. <laughs> and so I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to get into news. I wanted to do, you know, fun things, entertainment, right. music, charity, restaurants, stuff like Cheerful that. Cheerful stuff, so, yeah. yeah things doom that would, gloom. Yeah, exactly. And so <clears> I... um started working there and I've been there for almost 10 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Good they shit. took my youth. No, yeah, I've been there. I've <laughs> they been took there. took everything from me. 
there, I've been there for for ten years, and it's been you know it's been a great ride. And you know, obviously with COVID, things were super different in that world. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, that brings us to how you and I kind of virtually met mm-hmm. was through an only in date segment that we did. And it was virtual, I'm guessing, because of COVID. You couldn't yeah. go into the studio at the time. Yeah, we were doing everything on Zoom, all the interviews, the only in date clips we were doing through Zoom. And we still do a lot of things through Zoom. Because of COVID? Because of COVID. Uh, well, it kind of became one of those things where it was n- now it's ki- kind of like convenient. And you're able to interview so many people that are on the other side of the world through Zoom or whatever you're using. Um, and during COVID, what I was what I was doing was interviewing people that were doing, you know, shedding some light, you know, in a really dark place that we were in. So mm-hmm. then it just kind of stayed. So now I interviewed someone yesterday that was in Berlin. So you would never get the chance to do that. Absolutely. You know, if we were still doing the same thing. We're just now like accepting guests into the studio. So now I've been doing the only in date segments in, in studio, in person. I was doing some with Marcelo before he went to SNL. You saw that? That's insane. Yo, I was so, so happy for him, man. So proud of him. He killed it, though. I saw the little segment he did with, um, I forgot what it's called, the newscast segment yeah, from yeah, SNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He killed it, man. Like, he oh it. my God. He went from like squatting at the newsroom, eating old turkey sandwiches from our, you know, kitchen <laughs> that nobody, that nobody, you know, gets food and pays for it to SNL. So we're very proud of him. But yeah, little by little, we're starting to allow guests and, uh, but we're still doing Zooms, which is like, I mean, like you said, you get to interview people that you would, you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? You didn't do so bad. You didn't do so bad. I thought I did terrible. (laughs) I was nervous as shit. I mean, I've never, yeah, that's my first time on TV. Well, like second time, but still like, you know, I was like, well, what if I fuck up? Like, what, what is it? What are you going to think? You know? Yeah. But nah, I came out all right. Came out all right. What's the day to day like? You get up, you just like, because so, your life is like not a common life. You no, understand when that? I like, started working at NBC, I was waking up at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, fuck that. 2.30. Like you're waking up in the middle of the night. It's not even like morning time. It's actual. So what time are you going to sleep? Like seven? No. <laughs> I would wake up at, I would go to bed at like 10 or 11, sometimes nine if I was feeling like I needed. Bro, I five need hours eight hours sleep. at least. I, I don't. Uh, I don't need more than four hours to function. And this is someone, I don't drink coffee either. I don't drink coffee. I so don't drink Red Bull. So just high energy naturally. Yeah. I just kind of like switch my brain. I know it's kind of like psychotic to be like, hey, Kelly, act awake. And you're like, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of just trained myself to like, you know, it, that it's like I've always lived that fight or flight, you know, uh-huh. mentality. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. waking up at 2.30 in the morning, driving like 30 minutes to get to work for hair and makeup, which was at 3.15 that was my makeup time. And I did that for, you know, almost like five, six years until like my schedule changed. But that schedule, I would go home and pass out for like four hours and then wake up and, you know, do whatever I needed to do. And then, you know, take another nap. And then I never let my schedule predicate my lifestyle, you know, because if not, I would have driven myself crazy. Yeah, it's a weird schedule. It's different when you have like a family and kids, like you put everybody to bed at seven o'clock, you can pass out. Um, but it's different when like your friends want to go to dinner or happy hour or you're it trying changes, to have yeah. a personal life. So it changes. And then now I'm a total sleep snob. If I don't get eight hours, I'm like, oh, shame on you. That a girl. Now, I like sleeping. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, wow, I've been missing this my whole life. So every day is different, which is nice, right? With this career, every day is different. You always get to meet new people and do different stories. Um, like I said, I'm more on like the entertainment, the lifestyle, uh, really big on charity and, you know, kind of shedding light and being the voice of those that are uh, voiceless, if that makes any sense. The positive stuff. Mm-hmm. 
But again, what's the you go into the studio? Like, what's what's the you go into the studio? Yeah, people prep. You have a meeting to see what you know your day to day is like. And again, like everything can change because like if someone has news. breaking news, then yeah, yeah. That whatever you had in that rundown automatically changes. Or if it's a storm, if there's elections and things, you know, mm-hmm. we focus on on that. Um, but every day is genuinely different. The only thing I know is that. Hopefully, God willing, I'm waking up. That's all I know. Knock on wood. <laughs> wood. But other than that, the whole day uh, could be very different. That makes sense because um, the first time I got interviewed, I think it was by your colleague, Laura. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. It was for the Cafe Juana thing. Uh, and I did another one for the Virginia Key thing. And both times she was like, yeah, well, yeah, it's coming out this time, but if it makes it. And I was right. like, I was always like, well, if it makes it, like, right. this isn't like but what you're saying makes sense. Something yeah. else might come in and it's right. like, yo, take the shit out. This yeah. takes precedence. It's not if you sucked and it makes it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. actually like if there's breaking news and then things start getting. We don't have time. Yeah, we need to. Things start getting cut and then things start being switched around. So like Carlos went from only a date. He's like, is our segment going to air today? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. Carlos Carlos, stop being such a diva, man. Oof, oof. With his hair. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's funny. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so what's it like being on TV and constantly, I mean, not, maybe not constantly, but you have to have people like recognize you or some shit like that. Like, I yeah. mean, I've gotten recognized a few times and it's nothing in comparison to being like on every television uh, in South Florida. You know what I mean? So. So what's... I think a lot of people ask this question and it's so interesting because even more so than being recognized, it's uh, just always having to kind of be on. If you're at the gas station and you're having a bad day and you just decide to like have, you know, a resting B face, then someone may be like, then someone may be like, oh, that girl, like she's she's not nice. Like she was like, you know, so it's one of those things where people don't understand that. And, you know, like journalists a lot of times get a lot of heat for x y and z mm-hmm. but you always have to know that everybody's always fighting their own battle right we all have things that we go through and social media isn't what it appears to be At all. so let's say you know you're sick you don't feel good you just got broken up with or you're getting a divorce or you just lost a loved one Life or a family yeah. member it doesn't really matter because when you get to work you have to turn it on you know so if anything um you know i could be an actress um, but maybe that's your second career. Maybe you never. Know. I hope not. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Especially being from South Florida, I do get recognized a lot. Um, Isn't that annoying though? No, because usually it's like I would feel like I'm always being watched. Like I always have. Yes, to be we are like, always being watched. So then that's an, you know, like annoying. I really thoroughly enjoyed back once upon a time, like picking my wedgie, and I can't do that now <laughs> at all. Obviously. Um, so yeah, you are kind of always being watched, but at the same time for me, and I'm only speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. it comes with a responsibility. The fact that you're always being watched kind of keeps you in check. If that makes any sense. That does make sense. You know what I mean? Because it keeps me in line and it keeps my values and my morals and my character in line too, knowing that like at any minute you are going to be watched. You always have to be setting a good example. A role to maintain, yeah. Correct. With that comes a lot of pressure obviously but when people recognize me it's really it's not that serious like i'm like hey cool like sure a picture yeah it's fine you know i'm working in my hometown on tv at a station that i used to like you know i grew up watching so living the dream kind of thing yeah i have no complaints when it comes to like people recognizing me it's it's you know how do you let loose then you don't 
let loose. You have to let loose. You don't Get let out of loose. Here. I know you said you're like half robot, but no, like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you really uh, you don't. To be honest, if I'm being honest, like uh, I I'm sure, like I said again, only speaking for myself, but who I am like behind closed doors, like that's behind closed doors and very, a very limited amount of people get to see that Lucy Goosey Kelly. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't like, I am usually, I'm also like a, a Virgo, like triple oh, I'm Virgo. Sorry. I'm super, <laughs> what? I was raised by one. So I know the pain, man. I'm very OCD. I'm very yeah. alpha. I'm so, that also helps in keeping me in check because, you know, if I go out, I don't have more than two drinks. If I, you know, you know, it's just like things that I would be probably doing anyway if I wasn't on TV. Yeah, so it comes natural to you. It's yeah. not, you're not forcing anything really. Correct. Uh, definitely a lady in the streets and then period. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And oh. then the people that get to know me, you know, behind closed doors. And that's just, you know, Personal it's the same life. Kelly, but... With your hair down. A little more loose. With your hair down. Right, exactly. Any creepy t uh, text messages, DMs, things Oh my like God, that? so many. Every day is someone asking me for a feet pick. Every single day. Do it, bro. It never Why not? Fails. You know how much money people are making for feet? I've heard. And you can do it anonymous, are... you know? Just like, hey, how did Kelly become a millionaire? Right? Well. Oh, well. <laughs> I've heard that people are making a lot of money with their feet pictures. Uh, it's not really something that I've considered uh, yet. <laughs> Find me. <laughs> um, I didn't even know there was something called like wiki feet. Yes. And then it's a thing now. It is 100% a thing. And you know, like my ratings aren't that great on wiki feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 3.5 or something. I'm like, guys, like, you know, like, crap. No, um, I don't know who's running WikiFeed, but they apparently just take any picture that has ever been posted about you online. And if it has you in sandals or heels, you know, you're wearing chancletas, you're going to end they'll up on WikiFeed. They'll put you on there? Yeah, they'll put you on there. It's crazy. And all my best friends are on there as well because it just so happens to be that the people that I grew up with kind of also chose the same path. So we were all quote unquote starving artists at one point and now somewhere on national TV doing sports on national TV. So then your feet and are on national TV. Yeah, you know, so a lot of creepy feet pictures. If someone posts some, if I post something, someone will be like, oh, I wish I was, you know, licking those toes. And I'm just like, how do you get to this <laughs> point? How do you, how do people get to that point where they're like, this is totally okay to tell someone that you don't know. The D pics, those go into like the general folder. So I don't, you know, when it says like blurred, don't when open, it says like blurred image, not that. that's not even, you know, that's not even something I'm Yo, gonna. What is wrong with guys, man? A lot. <laughs> you tell us <laughs> a, a lot. Guys need therapy. That's, that's Jesus Christ. Especially in Miami, right? I feel like guys, like if it, like I don't think this happens in the Midwest. Maybe it does. Maybe there's a lot of creepers in the Midwest and stuff like that. Probably, I'm sure. Something about South Florida guys. They just the think... diversity. Everyone's kind of a Florida man here. You know what I mean? In their own way. So many Florida men. You, you would know about Florida men. You know, you I, know. I try to stay away from the Florida men. <laughs> Any new like uh, Midwestern guys, feel free to ask for feet pics. I don't think I have many no. viewers from the Midwest. <laughs> None. <laughs> no. Yeah, guys in, in South Florida are definitely interesting, as you would know. 
I've heard. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm an, I'm a perfect example of the perfect specimen. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really know. Of but, course, you know, of just, course. But all the other ones, you know, He's feel, never asked for feel free. Picks. Never, never. Maybe once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's weird though how people like. It's a thing. Like a lot. If if it's so popular, then that means that there are the, the demand is there. So it's strange to me that it's that large of a demand that it's become a thing. You know what I mean? Like, what's the fixation with humans and feet? It's, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird things that people are into now. Well, I guess you know? that's, 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 that's the topic for another podcast. That's things that are like under the table that no one knows about. I mean, you could be hanging out with your best friend and your best friend could be into something really weird and you would never know. Damn. Oh my God. Now you have me thinking, man. Mm. All right, cut. We got <laughs> No, it's true. Like a lot of people are into things and they don't feel that it's either socially acceptable or, you know, people are going to judge them. So like that uh, documentary, uh, Billy Corbett just came out with with uh, these guys, these Christian people that were like super, you know, on TV and all like religious and shit. And behind the scenes, they were like hiring the pool boy to be like their, their That's third insane. party. Yeah. Uh, and I always like, you know, now that you know I come from a religious background, mm -hmm. um, I was always like the brown sheep. I won't say a black sheep, but like you know, brown the brown sheep. Uh, well, because black is like too far. Like the black sheep is like means you went <laughs> so rogue you, you and you just, you know. <laughs> you weren't the like, rogue sheep, no. Yeah, no. Maybe my sister was the goody two shoes. She's still a pastor now and, and she's in law. And then my brother was always like the overachiever and the business guy. And then I was always like the social butterfly who just kind of spoke her mind and did her own thing. Um, but that, yeah, with that Billy Corbin documentary it was insane, but also it, it brings light on like, you should never put humans on a pedestal. Like if right. you have a, if you believe in God or a higher being, then that's between you and, you know, the universe or God, but you should never expect someone, a human to either not be, you know, flawed or not let you down. We're all flawed. Mm-hmm. That documentary was cray cray though. I haven't seen it cause I'm not a fan of Billy Corbin, but you know what? You know. It's fine. That's that's another episode as well. Whatever whatever beef you guys got. It's cool. It's just whatever. <laughs> no, I did want to ask you though, um, since you know, you're in the scene, you're a journalist, there's a now we're gonna take a little a little more serious. Okay. What, what's your take on like journalism's getting a lot of heat these days? Mm -hmm. Either for fake news or being biased. Um, some people are taking it upon themselves to bring news to the table when they really really don't have credentials. Um, some journalists are being questioned about their ethics, but then again, you can't believe everything you read if it's like a citizen journalist either, because right. journalists have, you know, credentials and, and ethics for, for a reason to bring. What's your, what do you think about all these, all this going on? No, I mean, I think with social media, obviously it opens <coughs> the door to so many other people thinking that they have the right to express whatever news or facts, quote unquote, they think they can. There are a lot of fake news out there, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I personally just like to stay in my lane. So like if I have something and I know that that's what it is and there's facts behind it, then I'll sit talk about it. But if not, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. You know what I mean? But I think obviously with everything that we've been through with COVID, with all the election stuff, like there's going to be people that are going to feed you fake news, but it's up to you to we figure out it. to decipher and to do your research. And a lot of people don't do their research. Um, obviously we just, uh, you know, voted uh, here in South Florida. And, and I remember talking to some friends on Monday and then being like, oh yeah, like I just was pre pretty much circling like yes or no based off of their name. 
And these are people that I consider smart human beings. Mm -hmm. And I was just dumbfounded because I was like, what do you mean? Just based off of your, their, their names? Like, oh, should justice so-and-so blah, blah, blah. Yes or no, based off of their name. And I was like, that is quite unfortunate. So with that said, when elections come around, when news come around, it's up to you to kind of like do your homework and figure it out for yourself. And whatever truth is for you, then you believe that. No one can tell you yes or no, but at least do your research, if that makes any sense. Uh, that's a really good point. That's kind of what I was talking to somebody about the other day. It's like we're in the age of information where there's so much being thrown at you at the same time, and it's up to you to weed through it. You know what I mean? I think what this is going to, well, the smart, it's going to force the smarter people to actually, like you said, do the research for themselves and, and, and figure things out for themselves instead of relying on on an ex a third party all the time, whether it's, you know, Pepito on Instagram or like an actual news outlet or whatever. Just don't it's, be lazy. Don't like, be lazy. That's it. When it comes to anything, just don't be lazy and don't uh, be so self-centered, which I feel like, and I, again, I can only speak said, about. Said the Virgo. <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty no. selfless for a No, no, I'm not because lazy because you guys aren't. No, I'm saying because you're not lazy. Like, Virgo, oh, yeah, Virgos no, are I'm, super hardworking. Oh, my God, I wish I was lazy. It sounds like I know, bro. So my mom fun. never stops. She's like, go, 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 go. Being lazy just sounds like a dream, but like, I start to get an itch. I'm like, like do something. Um, again, I can only speak about South Florida because yeah. I'm from here and I've grown up here and this is the only place that I've lived in, so I can only speak on that. But there are a lot of lazy people here who kind of just like believe whatever they hear again, going back to that. So it's a matter of just doing your research. It doesn't really take that long to, <clears throat> to do research and figure it out for your, for yourself. Especially when we have the tools at our hands. Right. If this was like the 1980s where you had to go to a fucking library and open 37 encyclopedias, that's a different story. Some you smelly know? books. But literally yeah. you have everything at the tip of your fingers, Google University, you know, like. Right, so it's a double-edged sword because you have so, so much being thrown at you, but you also have so much to read, mm -hmm. you know, and to decipher and to learn. So you have to take the good with the bad, but hopefully you're able to take more good than, than bad. Interesting times. I think this is like, I'm excited. It sounds kind of weird, but I'm excited to be alive like in this moment in time because I feel like it's a big reshaping for humanity as a whole globally because of just where we're at with information, with all these things. Like it's shaping, I think, the human race a certain way towards the future. Like because of these times, I don't know, maybe like in 100 years, like people will be very different. Well, you think of our parents and our grandparents and how close-minded they may still be. And then you think of us and, you know, we're a little more open-minded open and we are uh, definitely a lot more curious than they are. Um, but then you think of the people and the generations that are going to be behind us. And I think that's where the real um, change is coming because they are no BS. Like they don't they want answers and they want their voices now. to be heard. Yeah. And they're the type of people that aren't going to just like sit back and watch. Like they're actually going to, whether it be for good or bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it goes both ways. Right. Exactly. But they're definitely going to let their voices be heard, which that's going to be exciting to see. Gen Z is a, an interesting generation for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're making so much money doing the online shit. Yeah. Yeah. They got it by the balls, man. They just, they saw the opportunity and they're like, all right, cha-ching. Yeah, yeah. So we were a little bit late, but we're there. We're still there. We're there. We're still. We got this. We're still there. We're still there. They can't dethrone us yet. <laughs> not, yet not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when our back starts hurting in uh, five, ten years. Five, ten years. Twenty, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Okay, okay. Twenty. Um, what's the craziest shit you've seen on uh, 
on the news, man. Like you're so you probably uh, see crazy shit every day. Yeah, so, so what's your s- like? What's your gauge even for crazy shit anymore? I'll tell you a story that kind of changed me. Um, when I started working at the station, I was doing traffic in the mornings and doing entertainment and fashion and all that stuff. But like my main role was doing traffic in the mornings, and they hadn't done it for like a year and a half. So I, I felt like a really big sense of responsibility because mm-hmm. most people. What do you care about? You care about the traffic. You care about the weather, right? Like bipolar weather in South Florida and always a freaking closure on the Palmetto. So the first week that I was there, um, I had an ex, my, my ex-boyfriend from like high school who I, you know, I still talk to him. So, you know, close to, um, then he lost his brother in a car accident. And I was talking about that accident you had to cover it. No, I was talking about oh. it and I didn't know who it was. I didn't know who it was. Like, so you covered it and you didn't know. I covered who you were it t- and I didn't know. It was the first time that you I found was. Out after. It was the first time I was talking about like a traffic alert. It was like breaking news because they shut down the turnpike for hours. When I say hours, I mean over four hours. Um, I'm not gonna get into the details of yeah, how the no, crash no, no, happened no, no, because no, it's no, not yeah. uh, fun to talk about. Yeah. But I was talking about it for the entire day. That was what was leading in the newscast <laughs> because it was so awful. And, um, again, like I said, I was working the morning shift. So I went home, took a nap cause I was wiped. And when I got up and went to my trainer, he was like, have you spoken to, um, you know, homeboy? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, you should probably call him because his brother, you know, was in an accident. And I had a couple of missed calls from some friends of his and his mom. And I was like, this is confusing. Shit, but with that said, my head never went there. Like my mind never yeah, went you're like, how could it be yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. the fatality? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm here like bright eyed, bushy tailed. This is like my first week at the job. So I'm like, oh, I know everything that happened today. So it could have been this one or this one or this one. Definitely not that one. But like it could have been one of these. Um, and then when I finally talked to him and realized that it had been his brother that had passed away in that crash, it was pretty surreal for me to you know yeah, it shock, was like that shock moment yeah because yeah. it was now my like career but also like my personal life and it was Meshed. so tragic yeah. and like the mom was asking me like you know did you read the the report like how, like did he suffer like and I was like holy crap like this is huge for me because for from then on it was like a huge responsibility knowing that anything that happened and anything that I talked about whether you know if, if the chopper was over a motorcycle accident and there was a tarp on the street, then that was my, it was my responsibility to tell families like, don't go through here because you are, your children are going to see a tarp on the road and a motorcycle split in half, if that makes any sense. So it was very quick. It got very real for me very quick. And it became, you know, it's a service that I was giving to to my community. Um, But that was like, Four days into the job. So that is crazy. The first week, man. Yeah, four days into the job. And now, like, whenever I see accidents and stuff and I recognize a car or what may look like my mommy's car or my abuela's car, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> They're like, we just talked to you 15 minutes ago. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you're home. Yeah, cool. I'm like, okay, that was sorry. Next- this job has me paranoid. <laughs> Correct. No, but really, <laughs> actually. <laughs> No, but really, actually, the first few the first few years, not even the first couple of weeks, the first few years, I would I would dream of like not dream, have nightmares with like people dying in accidents. That's crazy, Kelly. Because it's all that I was like thinking about. Yeah, it's insane. How do you deal with that? Um besides the occasional bottle wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila. Um, you know, just I'm not the type of person that like uh, for my personal life I'm very good at compartmentalizing things. So good. It's scary. Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- 
don't act like you know me and see right through me. <laughs> but for my career, I'm not like that. For my career, like like I said, at some you know, you're talking to someone who is someone's brother, or someone's mom, someone's yeah. grandma. So um, I'll be the first one to cry at work. The first one. And Have you cried on like, camera? Oh, my God, Kelly. Huh? Have you cried on camera? Uh, No, like maybe like something, Uh, nothing bad. Okay. You know what I mean? A little uh, teary-eyed, whatever. Yeah, like a little teary-eyed. Maybe like someone's mom gave a really nice sound bite and like right. it made me emotional because I do have feelings despite, <laughs> you know, what they say about Virgos. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But no, like I, I do feel things I don't and, and they weigh heavy on me, you know, yeah. like I can't imagine during COVID all the reporters like Laura and all my colleagues who were having to leave their families to go report on deaths and on, you know, just all these tragedies and have to be like out on the field. That definitely has like to I've a always toll, said man. It. the first thing I told my boss when I got hired was like, I'm not going to do any general assignment reporting because you're going to lose like. I'm not going to be the person that's going to try. What's gen- general assignment? General assignment from? is any. So, like, from <clears throat> death to crime to yeah, trials true. to. General. Yeah, right. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Yesterday, you could have been at Santa's Enchanted Forest, and then two hours later, you're covering, you know, a shooting. You know what I mean? So, every like every day is different Sounds with like reporters. A, like a um, ro- roller coaster of emotions. It is a roller like coaster like, of emotions, of course. And um, And I said, I won't be that person that's, like, chasing down someone's mom who just lost a son. Everybody in this business is kind of competitive, I would say. Like, we all have kind of, like, that competitive edge. Oh, it's your career, right? Yeah. And it's, like, it's you're on the public eye, and that's how you advance. Get the story, get the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely all, like, very competitive, even with, like, games and stuff. Like, the other day we played putt-putt, and everybody's like, "Ah!" and I'm like, guys, it's just putt-putt. Like, give it a break. But with that said, I got a hole-in-one. But, um... I said, I said, like, I'm not going to be that person that's chasing down the mom who's crying and knocking on her door after she, fuck, her dude. son just drowned or something. I'm going to, like, take her in and ask her if she wants, like, a croqueta and invite her over for dinner, <clears throat> you know? So um, maybe it's, like, my background of having, like, 20 people, you know, at the dinner table during Christmas and, and Thanksgiving that I didn't know, and I couldn't understand it then when my mom was, like, let's go to the store to buy extra chocolate and coloring books. And I'm like, I just want to play with my toys. And it was just because so many families were coming in that we didn't know who didn't have a home, who didn't have food, who didn't have money. And so like, I grew up with like, you know, that soft spot. Mm. And so I, I just knew that I never wanted to be a general assignment reporter. And I give them so much credit. They are so strong because every day is different. Like every single day. And you're carrying that at home. And maybe some can say that, you know, they can switch it on and off. But at the end of the day, like, you saw what you saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? The reporters that covered Parkland, oh you know, God. you saw what you yeah. saw. You know what I mean? The yeah. Those that get to, like, a really tragic scene where the car split in half and body parts are all over the street. Like, you still saw what you saw. You Like, you can tell me that you can, you know, turn it on and turn it off. But, you know, the memories are still there. So, yeah, we all need therapy. <laughs> That's a good way to to close it up. Yeah, my uh, my homeboy works in the ICU in a hospital, also a Virgo, and um, I I talk to him sometimes, and I'm like, dude, how, how do you do it? Because I personally like, I mean, I, I I'm a, I'm a strong person, but at the same time, like, I'll see shit like that, and it's like it takes a toll on you. Like, you see, like a mother like crying over like a son in a coma, and that mm-hmm. shit te afecta. You know what I mean? And he's kind of like, bro, like, I, you, it's your job. You got to do it. And at, at a certain point, you start desensitizing, which is a good but bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's part of it. How 
how long do you go watching terrible shit and not build like a natural like immune system against it yeah. you know what i mean I, I i feel like the more work you do on yourself and the more you know who you are then you're the easier, easier it, it is. is to navigate it because like Every extreme is bad, I feel like. You can't be too extreme yeah, in yeah. anything in life. Like, you always have to have some sort of balance. Like, mm -hmm. no one's saying, like, oh, go home and cry about it, you know, until you turn blue in the face. But, like, also you can't just hold that in and act like it didn't affect you or it, it wasn't somebody's family member or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, again, because this is the only community that I know, I feel like sometimes people can be very like self-centered, very self-righteous. And that is like why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is like shedding light on individuals that have disabilities and sick children, because sometimes people forget that other people are struggling with things as well. You know, we've had it pretty good. You know, we are able to walk, talk, you know. It's important to shine light on those things. Yeah. Right. Especially since people tend to forget with your day to day. You know what I mean? You, you always forget, yeah. right? Because you're always thinking about like, what's next for you mm -hmm. but i guess yeah that's that's why i like sharing good news because or you know stories of people that may not you may never find out about because they're not like us you know i just did a story on pilos tacos have you ever been there no but i heard about it it's is it good pilos tacos is bomb yeah. yeah it's really good and they have a tequila bar in the back so it's like a win-win but they um they promised to like hire 20% of the people. Those are people with, with developmental disabilities. Really? So 20% of any pilos that's will awesome, have man. people with developmental disabilities. And so like, that's where I want my money to go. That's where I want my time to go. That's where I want my resources to go and my stories to go and my thoughts to go like to that stuff. That's awesome, dude. Not a lot of people are doing that type of thing. Now I'm going to go check out pilos just because It's pretty cool. And me. once you talk to someone that has, you know, a develop, developmental disability, it's just different abilities, right? Mm -hmm. As as we like to say, it's like you realize like they're so cool. So like whenever you're, if anyone's listening to this and they are having a bad day or, you know, they don't feel good about themselves or about whatever is going on, like I really advise you to just go meet someone from the Special Olympics or from the WOW Center and just like talk to them because they're so full of life and they're so... Like, whenever I'm like, like, life is hard, like, woe is me, they get a sock, and it is the best day <laughs> ever. I got a freaking sock, and that's how it should be, you know, because yeah. tomorrow's never promised, so. It brings things back to perspective, I think. A hundred percent. Yeah, which 100%. is important. Very, very, important. very cool. Um, crazy things in general in Miami. This is kind of like the negative stuff we just talked about, but, like, you've seen some Florida man shit in your 10-year career, and especially with Only and Dade and their videos. What's the top thing that just comes to your head? I feel like everybody sees the same things, right? We see, like, half-naked men dancing in the street in the middle yeah, of the, the intersection. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why are you doing this? Like, go take it home. <laughs> like, uh, if I'm driving on the turnpike, it's happened to me five times where I've had a chancleta thrown at me. And it's not like a, like they didn't actually throw throw it at me, but for some reason it like left their vehicle and hit my car, and I don't understand why. But people are always throwing crap out of the car, mm. which is so unfortunate because they're littering. Um, so like things like for me, the craziest things are like random debris. 
on the roads. If we're talking like streets, like a chancleta, a chair, a bed, you know, grandma's cane. Like <laughs> you always have to be on the lookout for things flying at you on the turnpike or on the palmetto. And I don't understand that why. That is so true. That. Two, like men and their jewels, if that makes any like sense to me. is like testicles. Huh? Like their testicles? No, not their oh. testicles. <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> No, just like I thought you were trying to be PC. I'm like, they're testing. No, no, they're actual jewelry. Yeah, like okay. I think that's so insane. Like the other day, I saw like a man with like seven bands of like bracelets, and I was like, it's that Miami, is, bro. You have to be, Miami. you know, chest hair and jewels. Why do they think that's <laughs> I don't know, cute? Man. I, don't I don't get it. Know. We're in a bubble. We really are in yeah. a bubble. Sick, yeah, sick all these like Miami boys somewhere else, and they would not survive. They would lose it. They would not survive. They would realize that they are. This big. <laughs> I had a, a reporter from CBS on, and he said that his dad used to say that the best thing about Miami was that uh, it was so close to the United States. And it's, <sighs> it's true. Funny it's and funny. It's, so and it's, true. it's fucking true. We're, we're definitely in a bubble. But, you know, you when you walk out Ocean Drive, you're going to see something crazy. Everyone Ocean trick. Drive is a shit show Ocean constantly. Drive is insane. I don't, I don't understand how we got there, but we got there. Um, yeah, I don't. It, it's insane. Oh, and like, when you're walking and you're seeing like needles and stuff. Oh yeah. That's yeah, to me that's, is yeah. downtown. Yeah. I've seen yeah. some shit on the floor. Yeah. We need some cleaning up. But you know what? Um, my, in comparison to other cities that I've been to in the U S Miami's really clean from, for example, LA, New York, uh, yeah. New Orleans, I think even Atlanta, I've noticed that Miami's like definitely in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's so fun, it's so dirty. I love New Orleans. New Orleans is one of my New favorite, Orleans. probably my favorite city. Actually, I, I love, love the it. energy there, the, the food, energy, the, the music, music, the food, the ghosts. Yeah, I like I like my spooky shit. The ghosts. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool energy. Yeah, there. no, we're definitely getting better. Um, <laughs> I last time I went to New York, I 100% was like, "What is happening?" It was so dirty. It was so dirty, and it was sad to see that. And now we have a ton of New Yorkers, so that's interesting to see, too. I heard some of them are going back. I don't know if it's true, but I guess we'll have to give us The non-hurricane scared them uh -huh, away. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We can't tell them the secret that if it's anything under a Category 4, it's not exactly I know, it's no, not, it's no. Just no some just, water and rain, bro. Like, no, all of them during the summer were like, huh, I can't breathe. What is this, like, humidity, this really? heat? Yeah. But New York, it's pretty hot, man. But, but I don't think it's like that heavy air. That's true. That kind of just, humidity, we get like, used to yeah. it. But like people that are coming here, like it sucks. It tires you out. Yeah. It sucks the life out of you. But still, we love it here, right? Hell yeah, man. Miami boy through and through. 305 till I die. Bro. Bro. I saw that guy. video that you just did of like <laughs> the New Yorkers acting. <laughs> that was good. Like starting to be Miami. And that was fun. That was the, fun. the funny part was that I did it really for local people, but then it ended up on a bunch of New York pages and they were all saying, Oh my God, this has happened to me. Like they live here now and they're all confirming. This is me. This is really? me. And I'm like, bro, it's <laughs> like, it's actually happened. That's yeah. I mean, we rub off on them on everyone, right? Creme de la creme, man. That's, that's what we do. My last question for you before we wrap up is, and I actually wanted to know your thoughts on this. How do you think Miami journalism differentiates from like anywhere else on the, like how things are reported, the news we see, like, I don't know. You, you also worked in California. You mentioned earlier, right? For a while. Well, that was like freelancing. Yeah. Well, but yeah you that saw was freelancing. Um, 
really the only place I've ever worked is here. And mm-hmm. then like I would travel to do stories as well in other different cities like New York and LA and Texas and stuff like that. I think so Miami and and this is kind of shocking, like Miami isn't a top news market. Like we're like fifteen or sixteen so, yeah. when it comes to market. Mm-hmm. Um it's New York, LA, Philly, DC. Those are like the f- top four or five. But I really do think that like so whether it's breaking news or things having to do with politics, like we are always, right? We're always at the forefront of so much, right? Mm-hmm. Whether yep. it's for good reasons or for bad, or bad reasons. But it's, yeah. Right. So it's good for journalists and for anchors to, to be here doing their stories here because it's so diverse. You know what I mean? So there's so much to cover. That's a good point. Um, that may not, things that may not happen in elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Chicago or. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we're not a top. <laughs> we're, we're like, I think we're like 15 or 16, but when it comes to breaking news and trends, I think we're always like at the forefront for sure. For sure. Like people are always like looking at our stuff, even though we're not a top. On top. Yeah. That also, de- that also depends on like demo. So, but, um, that's how I would say it would, differentiate and because so many of us have come from so so many different cultures you know you're able to kind of put yourself in the shoes of these people we have like a huge haitian community here so like yeah yeah, we have a huge haitian community obviously needless to say we have a huge latino community here as well so a lot of our reporters are multicultural and are able to put themselves in the shoes of the stories of the people that they're telling whereas it may be a little different in other cities because they're not used to it. Because they're not used yeah. to it. And they don't see it. And they don't understand it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. the people that work here, they understand the market. Like, they understand the Latinos. And they understand... Well, the majority are from here. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. A lot of people are from here. <coughs> I would say, like, 60-ish, 65% of the reporters and, and journalists are here. Because, you know, for good or... Like, take the good and the bad, but we love our community. Like, and mommy and poppy live here. So it's really nice to be able to go to mommy and papi's house and eat arroz con frijoles after you cover a really crappy story. Comfort food. Que rico. Que rico. Right? Yeah, that is true. Got it. Of course. Got to talk about food. (laughs) Kelly, thank you so much for joining. And more importantly, thank you for what you do for the community because it's very important. And I like to highlight things in the community and bring a sense of community to Miami as much as I can through my page because it's a big city. So it's hard to cultivate that you know so thank you for what you do you got it you're welcome thank you for coming on i don't know if you want to plug your stuff nbc6 your instagram nbc6 my instagram is kelly blanco tv um but more so than that you know get involved you know find something that you're passionate about and donate a little bit of time if you don't have the money that's fine donate a little bit of your time to whatever tugs at your heartstrings amen sister what's that wine in there though (laughs) you want some (laughs) (laughs) putting me out there thank you guys for tuning in as always please like share subscribe do all the things as it helps out the podcast and that's all the time we got for today so as always no se pena con nadie para que nadie se las meta peace out